Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, happy Wednesday, episode 709 of Coach Unplugged. Today we're going to talk to, today and tomorrow we're going to talk to Coach Carter about building a program because that's kind of the theme over the next four weeks is culture, building a program, turning things around. Um, all that great stuff that I know people are always asking me about. I'm, I've got a big one, me personally. I'm going to go through my story and kind of how we turned ours around. But that, that's a tease to come in the, in the future. But before we do that, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Um, so easy to use. Unbelievable. If you've bought one, I want to hear about it. Like I've been saying all week, Steve at teachhoops.com. Send me an email. Say, hey, I bought one. It's awesome. It rocks. I bought one because I listened to your podcast. Um, I'd love to hear that. And uh, if you do that, I'm going to send you a little something. I got something. I figured out what it was. I said this earlier in the week, and now I figured out what it was. Um, anyway, so go do that. And um, yeah, and let's uh, let's talk about teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Videos, resources, one-on-one calls, office hours. I literally, this weekend, I got call after call after call after call. It's so much fun. I love doing it. Um, if you want to become a better basketball coach, if you want to take your game to the next level, if you want resources and, and, and a community, there's nothing. You want mental health training. You want, not mental health training, but you want mental training. You want all that kind of stuff. Uh, let me know. And uh, come over and join. New site's going up soon. Prices are increasing 15%. So we're going to be, there's going to be a three in front of the new price. So join now if you're thinking about it. All right, let's head off to the podcast. All right, welcome to Coach Unplugged. Uh, for the people that are watching here, I'm going to put you side to side here so we can see each other, Coach. Um, welcome. I'm not, I'm not sure what episode we're going to be on by the time Coach gets on here. But uh, Coach Carter, I'm going to have you uh, introduce yourself. Um, great movie. First of all, coach Carter, I'm sure you get reference to that a lot. 
that's the starting point. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure it's a, we didn't, we didn't talk about that in our, in our pre-interview, but um, anyway, uh, I'm going to have him introduce. So here's what normally what I do coach is I have the coach kind of just explain to the listeners, your kind of basketball journey. Okay. So what I mean is kind of, you can even go back to your playing days. The person I was talking to last night talked about their playing days, but um, you know, kind of how do you got into this great game? And then how, what you've been doing, and then how we kind of got to the point where we're sitting where we are talking hoops right now. So um, I'll turn it over to you. Awesome. Hey, uh, thank you, Coach. Thank you, Steve. Uh, follow your, your Twitter account. That's how we got connected. Always great content on there. I'm, I'm retweeting and, uh, you know, reading all the things you, you share. Yeah, I put, I put, you know, whenever I want to get things, and this is funny, whenever, whenever I want to get things moving, I just put up, should there be a high school shot clock? Send. Oh, that's good. I think that's how we first, we first start. Yeah. yeah. People, 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 it, it's, 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 there's no middle ground. Nobody has a middle ground on it. Like everybody has to pick a side basically. Absolutely. Uh, and it's funny that, the shot clock uh, is, you know, that item for discussion because I, I'm from Princeton. I, I grew up in Princeton. And so obviously watching Princeton basketball, which they ran out of <laughs> shot clock, right? <laughs> Every right. possession, they would shoot maybe two seconds on there. Uh, and if you're a basketball fan, uh, you might remember Princeton versus Georgetown. I do. And, and I, I was a kid uh, watching that, you know, Patrick Ewing almost going down to these Ivy League guys. And, and you're an Ivy League guy yourself. So. I do. I remember, I remember, I remember, I think it was, I don't remember who they lost to in the finals, but do you remember when he Ewing blocked all those shots to start? Oh his, my gosh. It was just like, it was like a flash. It was like he was told to like <laughs> goaltend. Like he was just go, go out and goaltend. I, I think it might've been North Carolina. I think it might've been Michaels. I don't remember, but. I, I, he did that a lot. He did. It was intimidating. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny you say that because my my sons are you know they're finishing their homework and they're just kind of like on their phones and like playing video games. So I gave him an assignment uh, two days ago and I said, okay, I have a big book of college basketball and I have a big book of NBA top 50 players. And I said, you have to write about two different players every day. And so um, my one son, he's like Steph Curry and, and Michael Jordan. And then my other son wrote about Patrick Ewing. And he's he's fascinated by the big guy. Kim Olajuwon, Luol Cinder, he changed his name. And so I got him doing a little bit of basketball history. That's good though. And the thing is, I think it will be interesting to have the discussion with him, especially as they get a little bit older about how the game's changed. Like the, the, the days of, well, I think Shaq would still play play mm -hmm. in today's game but big big guy like you know is different it's different now the game's different well, the big guys like you talked about Giannis you know he he can play on the perimeter right and just He's imagine if just imagine if like those guys were developed like that if Bill Russell right. could shoot the three right it's like Magic Johnson like the, you know he was the beginning of it but go ahead coach I don't mean to get us off no no this is great this is okay. great um so I grew up in Princeton and um you know watching that Princeton offense and um going to those camps and uh lucky for me I had really great coach Doug Snyder clinics and even our rec league was on Prince University campus. And so uh, he taught us all the fundamentals, uh, backdoor passes, you know, chest passes, and bank shots. And so um, when I, by the time I got to high school, I had some players that are really good uh, in front of me. Um, two, 3,000 point scores on the same team, which was unheard of in our high school. 
coming from a group two school at the time. And what does group two mean? What's, what does that mean? Group two is like mm, 1600. So I, I guess okay. at that That's time. That's not the biggest? That's not the biggest? No, it, it's one of the smallest. So group one, yeah, group one. So other places, other states, one will be the biggest. Yeah. Uh, but, but New Jersey, four was the biggest. Group four means uh, you're about It's so hard to keep track. Like one, in, one is the biggest in ours and five okay. is the smallest. It's like, okay. yeah, I wish yeah, they'd yeah. uniform that. I wish yeah, I it's so hard when I talk to coaches. is like they say, you know, oh, that, I'm, I'm AAA. I go, well, what does that mean? Like, exactly. I don't know what that means. Are you a big exactly. school or a small school? But uh, yeah, we were, we were grouped to, I want to say maybe 1,200. I think we're up to about 1,800 now. Okay. We are teetering on that group four, group three, group four. Uh, but at the time, um, we had 3,000 point scores uh, and basketball. Like we, we talk about, I, I, was, I was younger. So I was, you know, a freshman and sophomore. And we would like have to sneak in to our varsity games because the games would be packed. Right. Um, and, you know, from that, from that point on. You got the bug. Really, you got the bug bad then. I remember. Yeah. You got, you got the, the bug. bug. Uh, me and my, me and my uh, buddy, Shahid, he's a, he's a cop now in, uh, in Princeton. When I see him every now and again at the coffee shop, we, we usually revert back to remember being on JV and the coach would give us a, a speech after the game. We'd be like, yeah, coach. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get it. We got to get a seat. <laughs> Stop talking. Right? Yes. Yeah, stop talking. Okay. We got to get upstairs and watch the game, the real game. <laughs> so yeah, um, I, I played basketball. I'm, I'm 5'10 for the uh, people listening. So, uh, you know, I was a guard, but basketball wasn't in my foreseeable uh, future to play at the next level unless I was going to be really, really good. Uh, and I went on to play football at Rowan University. Lucky for me, uh, we went to the uh, D3 uh, national championship what against the, you, what, what position did you play? Cornerback, but we played against. That was going to be that was, was going to be my. If you're five ten, that was going to be my guess. You were going to yeah. be that, yeah. I was yeah. A, I was a, a DB okay. uh, cornerback. Played on the special teams, but um, there was there's a good Wisconsin D three football school. A couple of them, I think. I think Wisconsin. Uh, Oshkosh. Oshkosh. They're actually good at soccer too. So Whitewater. I, Whitewater, yes, yeah, yeah. Those those schools were, were really good, especially this is 97, 98. And so uh, I have a really unique story because I, I, I went and played football for two years and then uh, parents were getting divorced and I was thinking about leaving school. I, I took a, I took a year off and then when I went yeah, back how did they how did the year off go? Like it did it okay. make you a better student when you came back? Again, self, selfishly Absolutely. asking because yeah, no, we had before. It did. Um it's it's funny uh, when you're an athlete and you're um, you're training and you have that team connection and you sort of say you have an identity, right? Uh, you you have that identity as an athlete as a football. He plays football, and then you 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 stop doing that. Kind of have to reinvent yourself, and so you do. You reinvent yourself as a student, or maybe you find a job. I, I was working actually landscaping, you know, to make money. And it made me a way better student. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I can rake leaves and cut grass or I can write papers. No, no. So we were, <laughs> the reason I asked the question for people who are listening is we're talking in, in our house right now. We're talking about whether my son's going to take a gap year because he's a freshman. He, mm -hmm. he just graduated. So he's going to be a freshman in college. And it's like, I told, his, I told his mom, I said, he takes a gap year and he goes, works at McDonald's. Trust me, he's going to find out he doesn't want to work at McDonald's Absolutely. for the rest of his life. Absolutely. Like, you know, and he's going to, and he's got opportunities. So it's like, you know, there's not, that's not a bad thing. Like, 
that's hard work. Those those roofers and landscapers work. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't, don't be a roofer. I help a friend put a roof on once. Oh I think my back still hurt. I don't know how those guys. I don't know how those. And they carry those shingles up on there. I don't know how they do it. I mean, they don't. And, and, it, and when you're up there, there's no shade, right? The roof. Is there's no shade. Up. It's hot. And they and, and if you've ever watched a roofer, they earn every cent of the money they make because they're carrying that pack. That's like a fifty pound thing on their shoulders as they're going up a ladder. Going up it's a ladder. Like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. At no, least you. No at least some shade landscaping. <laughs> Well, I, I had a job close to roofing. I was a, uh, I worked for a pool company. This is, again, this is eight ninety nine. So I played football for two years, so 99. And that summer was a drought, all right? And so the ground was like concrete. Great. And I had just a shovel. We didn't have all these fancy tools. I had a shovel and a pickaxe. And my job was to dig a six-foot ditch every day for a hot tub or jacuzzi next to the pool. Just me uh i made the dean's list when i went back to school i bet you did <laughs> i bet you did oh my god did you did you okay so it has nothing to do with basketball but it does have to do with basketball because you did did you have a did you have a plan was there like did you start in the middle work out did you try to wet and did you try to make the ground moist? i mean i can't imagine how hard that ground was if it was a drought uh yeah you know we would we would uh get the hose and, and, you know, the water out there. But again, you know, when you're working as a landscaping company and so forth, you never know where house guests, where their, where their uh, water, where their hose, where their uh, tools are. So you don't want to like go into their garage, right? right? right. So it's not outside, you know, waiting for you to use. And a lot of times, um, you know, people that have pools also work a lot, so they're not home. So we right. don't want to go and use their, um, their stuff without their permission. Right. So my boss would be like, no, no, don't use it. Don't use it. Don't touch it. Don't, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to be responsible. It's like, oh, you know, their guy went into the garage, grabbed the hose. So a lot of times it was just straight shovel. Oh, horrible. <laughs> horrible. Okay. So, so after that, so you went back to school then after yep. the year off. I uh, went back to school uh, and then I walked onto the side. So yeah. So this, this journey is, is going zigzagging. Yeah, definitely got some zigzagging. Uh, walked onto the soccer team and actually went to the national championship uh, in 2000. Soccer, soccer's a tough gig, man. I'm telling you, my soccer players come more beat up than my football players sometimes in the yeah. basketball season. Yeah. There's I was, no pads. It's, there's no pads, and it's a cheap shot sport. You know, you're just waiting. You're it's waiting a, for the opportunity. So I'm sorry for all the soccer coaches out there, but it's like – First of all, they all take acting classes because every time they get close to them, they flop like you freaking like you think they got shot on on the. I mean, it's yeah. Absolutely, World it's, Cup. It's, it's, we had a, we had a couple of Italians, uh, so we went to national championships. So we had a lot of uh, foreign players. We had a guy from uh, Chile. We had two guys from Norway, Czechoslovakia, and our, our Italians. We would say, "Oh, coach, that's not a foul. He's Italian. You know, those guys are the best actors." <laughs> However, we went to, uh, once, once I graduated, I came back home uh, and I got a job right out of school and I started coaching uh, the freshman basketball team. So this was 2005. So we're getting to the basketball journey. Uh, and that is the same year that the movie Coach Carter came out. Right. Oh, it did? Yes, yes. So uh, that was big shoes for me to fill. So everyone's like, oh, they're making a movie about you, making a movie about you. And I hadn't coached. I hadn't coached, you know, a, a period yet. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh, I hope this movie isn't bad. 
And so I hear Samuel Jackson's going to be playing the lead character. So I'm like, all right, that's good. That's good. And, you know, Samuel Jackson's going to be playing Coach Carter. And I go to see the movie and I thought it was amazing. Right. What'd you think of, uh, what'd you think of Coach Carter the movie? I liked it. I liked it. It was good. It's in my top 10, probably top 15 of best. What can we, can we talk about your, I guess, top three? Uh, well, I like, um, I'd have to look at my list recently, but obviously Hoosiers is up there for me. Um, Hoop Dreams is up there for me. Um, Hoop Dreams actually had a, a clip in Princeton. It when did. Went it's to the, on Netflix right now, I think. I think it's on Netflix if people want to yeah, watch when, it. Yeah. When, uh, when we had Jawan Howard and, and some of those guys when they went to the Princeton camp. So I used to go up there and, and watch those guys. And me and my dad. And I used to, uh, John Thompson, Raleigh Massimino, Coach K, all those guys. I used to get all their autographs when they when that camp came to Princeton. Came to Princeton. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like um, Space Jams. I think that's a classic. Okay. There's so many good basketball ones. The best, the best sports movie of all time is Caddyshack. Um, <laughs> I was wondering best, where you were going with that. That's the best sports movie of all time. Probably the most quoted sports movie of all time is Caddyshack. But I love uh, Caddyshack. I, I have really to, a sports I have to be, movie, but it kind of is because it's. About I have to be. Uh, so uh, you know, veering back, my my first season coach I was coaching uh, freshman basketball and I had a 6'8 freshman he okay. uh, you know, was still a little wet behind the ears but could block you know all the shots I had a really crafty point guard and then I just had a uh, absolute score I mean he was just a terror so I had a lot of good pieces and we at one point we were 15 and one I was coming off the movie coach Carter and so I did a lot of those things. Actually, you do see in the movies, you know, the fundamental drills, footwork. Um, and I took my lessons from playing football uh, and, 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 you know, playing in that national championship and also the things that we did well for the soccer national championship. So I, I took lessons from football. I took lessons from soccer and I tried to, to uh, just mold them together uh and in basketball and so you know team camaraderie i'm a big uh, team building guy so we, we we do a lot of times you know in the winter a lot of people are fighting for gym space and so uh, <laughs> and there's no there's one, no easy solution to the gym space issue because if you build gym space it just sits there empty while kids are at school that's the problem you that's know? true so the, 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 the finance, the, the, the financial part of it, it doesn't work for mm -hmm. the companies that want to build gym space because kids are in school from eight to four. So it sits there empty during the middle of the day, you know, and then yeah, that's the problem with those gyms. Yeah. Yep. yep. So uh, one of the things that I kind of pride myself on was uh, not wasting any time and not wasting any space. And so uh, my guys know that depending on the schedule, depending on the calendar, if it was day before a game, um, all right, we would find a, a VCR and a, and a TV. VCR back in the day, right? So we would go right. into the uh, cafeteria and watch film for 45 minutes if, you know, if the cheerleading squad was going to be in the gym or, you know, varsity team wanted to get an early practice. We would do sprints in the hallways. A lot of times the principal's like, well, Carter, what are you doing here? You got, you got kids running all over the school. Oh, we're just, we're just getting a little cardio, coach. Right. <laughs> just get a little cardio. So um, push-ups, we do, you know, fitness. And I honestly, I got a lot of that 
from uh, Bobby Hurley. Uh, that's actually another good movie, uh, The Street Stops Here. I don't know if I've seen that one. Okay. So, yeah. Bob, What's the name Bob, of that? The Street Stops Here. Uh, and it's about, you know, him taking just a really small school, uh, St. Anthony's. And, I mean, they would work out in, like, a closet. Right. Guys are, like, doing bench press, like, on a table. Like, no right. bench. And... Uh, and they and a half a gym and you know if and if you read up on John Wooden, same thing with the old U, UCLA teams, right? They would uh, play in like a, a YMCA. They didn't have like a spectacular stadium that they trained in. And and I had to get the kids to buy into that because Princeton. I don't know if you know our, our demographics. Um, we have there's a big spectrum. So uh, we we were actually in the New York Times as one of the top schools for the achievement gap. So that's not something to brag about, right? right. Kids that are, uh, you know, without low income, low, low income um, families, and then obviously high income families that would go to the same school. Hey everybody, hope you're enjoying the podcast. Please subscribe and like, uh, no matter where you listen to podcasts, whether you're jogging, walking the dogs, walking the kids, playing at the pool, uh, go over and subscribe. Apple would be great, five star. If you're going to do a two-star, don't do it. Spotify or wherever you listen. Um, we would also love if you went over to teachubes.com. It's what allows us to keep the lights on here and keep things at chugging. Um, so go over and check that out. 14-day free trial. Uh, you know, everyone's got to work on their game and their craft. Come over and help us. And then the last thing is if you're thinking of um, looking for other podcasts, go over and check out High School Hoops um, and Teacher Side Gig. Those are two other ones. And we we might have a fourth one in the in the tank, but we'll we'll tease you on that one. All right, let's head back to the podcast. And kids would go to Dartmouth and Harvard right. and Princeton, right. and certain kids would end up in jail by the time they before they graduated. And I had these kids on my team. Right, the wide range. The wide range. Actually, on my middle school team, this past uh, this past winter, uh, there was a kid who couldn't afford a tie. There were kids I bought shoes for, and at the same time, there's a kid with a basketball court in his house. These guys are on the same. These guys are on the a, same. That's team. a that's a societal problem. I don't think we can solve on a podcast. No. But yes, no, they, but it's yes, it's yes. unique to our district. Right. Because, you know, certain communities, a lot of times it's you have the same resources. So what do you think the solution to that is? Oh, man. You got, how, how long is this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I think our superintendent uh, did a good job of at least uh, addressing that we have an equity issue. You know, equity not meaning equality. Give you the resources that you need for you to be successful. Right. Accessibility. That's what we're noticing right now with online learning too. It's not, yeah, it's not, yeah. You just want to make sure everyone has the opportunity to learn. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and they don't. And I was, you know, I would say we're okay, right? We're school teachers, so we're right. okay. Right. Um, but I have a laptop. My wife has a laptop. And now, we have to share that between five people because right. my kids all have to be on their laptops. They have to be right. They have right. classes, zoom meetings, they have to write, you know, their projects. And so how, how can I grade papers and then still do their homework? So we had to be on a tight schedule, but there are three devices. And I'm glad that I was actually even able to zoom in right under, under my address. Cause sometimes my name doesn't work. I'm, I'm like, people are like, Hey coach, it says Jasmine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, so, so explain what you're doing now and let's, we can talk about the building the program and stuff. I'd love to do that. So right now I, I, I took the middle school uh, position uh, to eighth and seventh and eighth graders. I'm the middle school gym teacher. Prior to that, I was the varsity coach in our district for five years. Okay. 
uh, and then I was a assistant for the College of New Jersey, Division Three, which was actually my rival school when I when I went to college. Uh, I went to Rowan University and TCNJ, they're big time rivals, right. state, both state schools. Um, and I also did a year at the Pennington School, where I am the head varsity coach. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, head varsity lacrosse coach. So I coach lacrosse in the spring, and I, I'm coaching middle school hoops in the winter. And I've already and I just started AAU basketball team with with two teams. So my both my sons play, and so I have a a full fourth grade team and a full fifth grade team. So I'm, I'm training them on the side. Uh, we are called the Born Ready Baller. Born well, I like Ready. That. Is, you like that? I like that. Right? That's it has a good a name. Ring to it. You like that? Yeah, well, we'll, we got we'll, we'll put a link in the we'll put a link in the show notes. Okay. No. Um. So you want to talk a little bit about building a program? Yeah. Let's do that. Um, so how 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 was the transition from the varsity coach to middle school? How was that transition working? I thought it. I thought it. I thought I, we did well. Uh, we finished eight and seven. Anytime you are over five hundred you know, is, I think is a good, a good sign. Um, but prior to me being the head coach, they hadn't won a single game. And the eighth graders, some of the eighth graders played from sixth, seventh, and eighth. They'd only won two games going into their eighth grade year. So they won, I guess it won two great. And there's something to be said for if you can't win, you know, winning is a habit. Winning is definitely a habit. Uh, I think Bill Walsh said, uh, score takes care of itself. Right. Takes care of so just trying to build the right mentality and um, building the right culture. Okay. So um, when I'm building a program, that's one of the things that I want to establish is culture. So what is culture? Culture is standards. Culture is expectations. Culture is um, how we work, you know, coming on time, our attention to the details. Shirts are tucked in, uh, you know. We go out, we get a drink, we're hustling, go get a drink. We're not having side conversations when, when coach is explaining or, or you're on the side of, a, on the, uh, you know, of a drill. That's a, what we call a mental rep. So just because you're not in the drill doesn't mean that you can't gain anything from the drill. And, and one of the things I say over and over, just because I'm not talking to you does not mean I'm not talking to you. I don't want to have to keep repeating myself over the same mistake. All right, the guy's going under the screen over a shooter, right? right? Right. So what do, you, what do you think the biggest difference between the, the those two levels is? Uh, mm -hmm. I, I personally know what I think the difference is, but what is what do you think the biggest difference? Well, it's between? maturity for one, right? Yeah, that's that's an obvious. <laughs> well, high school's a doozy too. Right. <laughs> uh, so I, I think you know, I mean, the obvious ones: maturity and uh, physicality. You know, understanding. Uh, they just don't. Uh, middle school they don't have just the fundamental skills and so just trying to teach them proper bounce pass or you know chest pass and boxing. I refer to middle schoolers like the dog from up that, that would always go squirrel 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 you know it's like you gotta keep them, you, yeah you gotta keep them moving and yeah right? yeah absolutely see uh <laughs> it, it's funny because and you know my my practices and, and is something that people have you know said to me, it's not, not that I say about myself, is that they don't have a, t a chance to be distracted. That is good and bad. I, I, I don't put in like a set offense, especially in that middle school or lower level. Like I said, I'm teaching fourth and fifth grade. I don't put set offense in and I, I rarely practice like plays, plays because they don't remember. No. <laughs> they don't remember, right? It's so I just put a half hour, yeah. I just put yeah. a half hour on this play 
And after a half hour of going over and over and over again, they finally got it. They finally got it on Friday night. And then Saturday morning, less than 12 hours, I'm like, all right, run box. Huh? What? Wait, huh? So, all right, get open. You know, someone set a screen. So a lot of times I'll try to simplify it with the concept. Okay, motion. What does motion mean? Motion means move. Okay, now in motion, we want to get the ball on one side of the court. All right, we want to clear through or set a screen away. And then we want to get the ball to the other side of the court and then we can look to attack. All right, before right. we shoot the jump shot, unless you're wide open, we want to get our feet in the paint. All right, once we get our feet in the paint, that means we penetrated. Now we can dish, now we can kick, now we can get the offense going. So just a couple rules, we, we, we adapt. Simple know? is better at that age, would I be my guess. I yeah. think simple is better at all ages, right. at all levels, <laughs> you know, except for, you know, you got guys like Tom Izzo who has like 74 well, different plays, Tom, right? Tom Crean's worse, Tom Crean's worse. Yeah, Tom Crean has like 8 billion. Um, oh. All right, so so going back to building a program, so mm-hmm. you talked about some of the key pillars, what else? You know, I, I think... One, coaching, teaching is about relationship. Uh, one thing I did before I got, and I'm the gym teacher there, so I, you know, I know the guys and I see them all the time. I, I took the morning basketball program. So every day, five days a week, I open the gym and I, I get there early and I pride myself. That's one of the first things I do for my job. And I'm just like, well, what a great life that I wake up in the morning after I get my kids to school and, I, and there's kids waiting in the hallway at 7.40. School does not start to really about 8.30. I think they call homeroom. They call homeroom at 8.20. So it's about 10 minutes. Uh, and they can't wait, Steve. And it's like, oh, man, I remember. But you got them, though. That's the thing is that's what people don't understand is you got them. Like, you've hooked them. Like, hooked them. <laughs> you know, it's like giving that kid that first book and they get hooked on it and then they want to read more. It's the yeah. same thing here. You got them. Now they're going to listen to you. And the way I, the way I run uh, the morning basketball is I'll come in and I'll play music and um, we have two full courts. Okay. And it's, and it's a, uh, we do like a little bit of a, a tournament. So if you get in early, you go to the full court and you can play full court as long as people are not waiting. And so we, um, I, I allow them to play anywhere from three on three, four on four to five on four. Uh, I'm a big at that age to play a lot more three on three i love three on three i um, do too if you got enough baskets it's the best game ever because um, you, you can't hide you gotta work you, you know, know five on five i could so this, i always use this analogy i could be on you put four of the bucks out there <laughs> and then me seriously they could cover me the, the four of them could cover the other five guys and i would just yeah. have to i mean yeah. i'm just saying you can hide i always tell parent i always tell um coaches like in tryouts and stuff mm-hmm. two on two three on three because you everyone's got to hold the everyone's got to do everything when you're that small it, it, hopefully that's what i'm hoping will come out of one of the things that will come out of this pandemic is kids won't be able to play five on five because the groups are going to be smaller that they're going to be able to get together so maybe they can play two on two great Mm -hmm. it's going to help their games i think yeah and uh it's funny you said it because i i uh i did a charity event to raise money for uh, one of the soup kitchens in the area and we call it the hunger games and you can we bring we bring money in and uh yeah, we we, we 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 try to get creative in Princeton. So, uh, and we had them in different districts, right? Different. So we, you know, we played off the Hunger Games, and it's a three-on-three tournament. And so you play three-on-three, uh, but you can have up to five guys on your team. 
And do you have do you have rules about substitutions and stuff like that or anything? They sub themselves, and they realize that like, oh, we got five on our team. And they realize, okay, well, two of you guys are not going to be playing the whole time, right? So the, the eighth graders, the sixth graders, always come in because they, you know, they all want their friends to be together. So they have five on the team, but the eighth graders realize like, all right, listen, it's just us three. This is our team. We're going to play the whole time. If you have a district player, that's someone who made the team. Someone who made the, the JW basketball team. Our, our middle school is called John Withers. And you can only have two district players. Or you can get an adult or staff member. So it's a full school event. Our I love that. In it. Yeah. And so. And how, was that good? Was it a good fundraiser? Oh, it's great. It's great. And we, we didn't get a chance to get it in because of COVID. We were going to run it in the spring. But, um, you know, first day of school, kids are there. 740 i'm opening the gym coach what what date is hunger games i'm like all right listen i haven't even i tell people i always tell people hunger games is the is the epitome of a game and they go what do you mean i go well you win or you die exactly (laughs) (laughs) no in between there's no in between it's kind of like when we play monopoly in our house you either win or you die like it's like one of those (laughs) there's no in between no one's happy no one talks to anybody well there's no one happy at the end of that right yeah there's nobody ever happy so it's like they go well never thought i said you know it's a great it's a great read but i said it's hunger games it's like Yeah, I love well, that. I love that. I love that. That's a great. People are always asking for fundraiser ideas too. You know, our I, youth program I, I does a free throw thing. I, I love that because you. What 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 makes it good a fundraiser is they're actually doing something they love to do, and you're raising money. Win win. Like the free throw one, they're they're working on their free throws, and we're making money. So we do have like a free throw thing. Where the grandparents will say, "We'll give you a dollar for every free throw you make, or whatever." We've done that before. Oh, you know, something like that. I love that better than selling cookie dough. I oh, hate that kind of stuff. We did. We did a push up thon. Push up a thon. There you go. Getting stronger. Yep. yep. And that builds programs. Going back to what we were talking about, mm-hmm. that builds camaraderie. That builds community. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I might have got off off topic, but that's okay. See, Trust me. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit. Of, there's a little bit of the dog from up in me too. It's like squirrel. <laughs> If it interests me, I want to talk about it. It's all right. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, coming in and opening that gym at, at 740 and seeing those kids, and they know that if they get there early, they get on that full court. So there's an incentive, right? And not only that, um, they can get more shots up because it's you wake up in the morning. Who knows your journey to school, right? You got a brother, right. sister, parents yelling at you. Maybe you finished your homework. You didn't eat breakfast. And then you go in and you and you try to play and you have to win because it's a tournament format. So let me finish the format. So there's a full court and I, I enjoy three on three, but the, I let the kids play their own game. Right. And, yep. And that's what keeps them coming, right? They play, they make their own rules to play their own game. They call their own fouls. The next court is a half court. And so, we, again, we prefer three-on-three. Three. And then the, the other half of that, I call the, the basement. So it's the basement. The, the middle court is just the middle court. And then we have the penthouse. The penthouse so is – So you should call it, like, the living room or something. It's yeah. the basement, the living room, and the, the penthouse. Like There you go. Yep. You can put the outhouse in there, too, because my dad always said you're either in the penthouse or the outhouse. There doesn't tend to be much of it when you're I, in the house, you know. I <laughs> – Started with the outhouse, and then, you know, the parents are using put my kid in the outhouse. <laughs> I like the basement though. It's like, a, it, it, you know what it is? It, it, it builds like the, the premise of, you know, you know, you got to build a foundation before you build a house. You got to pour the cement, blah, blah, blah. It's like all that community. It's all kind of, I love that. It's all kind of, I, I love how you, I love how you, you grasp it because, you know, yeah. sometimes you can tell you're, you're a basketball junkie. You love this stuff. 
I do love this stuff. I do love this stuff. <laughs> Too much sometimes. As, as it says back here, what does it say? I think we interrupt this marriage to ring your basketball season. My wife would go, there's no interruption. It's just a constant interruption. What are you talking about? So uh, I had a year and a half of watching these kids grow in middle school. They grow. I'm like, this kid was, you know, four foot two. And now he's taller than me in right. a year, right? They grow five, six inches sometimes. I give him tidbits. And, and me being the varsity coach before, and we actually had really good, we had some really good teams. We, we, we went to a sectional final and we won four division titles in five years. Uh, so when I came to the middle school, they were like, oh. Right. Uh, and and, and like, why did you leave the high school to go to the middle school? I don't know if we have enough time for that story. <laughs> okay. Was it, was, it a, was it a choice or was it not uh, a choice? It was, it was, it was not my, it was not my choice um, okay. and the administration were not seeing eye to eye. I, I wanted, to, when I took over the program, they had not been to the playoffs in 15 years. Hadn't won. Right. My first year we made the playoff. Uh, my second year we went to a sectional final. Uh, and then the next, you know, four years we won the division title, four division title, and we were gaining a lot of attention. I don't, I don't think they wanted that. And in basketball, especially in, in basketball, it's late. Games are at six o'clock, seven o'clock. Right. And, you know, that brings in a lot of excitement, a lot of commotion. Our stands were packed. Right. And, uh, it brought in more trouble. They were like, we were better when our team wasn't good. Yeah, yeah I get that. I get you that. Know? I didn't know if it was family-based too, because you have a young family. It's hard to balance. It actually, it actually worked out in the end. Yeah, yeah. I have a clip of my wife dragging both my sons and, and, and carrying a, a one of those baby strollers right. uh, on video. And she's just like, are you ever going to help me with the, my, my two sons, nine and 10 are 13 months apart. And okay. I was doing this while I was coaching hoops. Right. It's hard. And, that balance is hard. That balance is hard. So in the end, it was, it was the best thing for me. Yeah. It's a good balance. Uh, all right. So let's keep going. So anything else you want to share as far as building a program and stuff? Well, well coming, coming to the middle school. So I, I had that uh, morning thing. Yeah, I had the morning thing, and, and I guess I had the credibility from, from the kids. And I would give them little tidbits. I said, you know, hey, uh, I've been watching you. Instead of, instead of taking that, you know, 12-foot shot, shot fake, just do a shot fake. I mean, you can take a layup, and another big comes in, you know, go, go underneath, up and under, do a reverse layup. Or you can, you can also, also pass it, you know. So right. instead of selling for the shot, and then the kid would do it. But, hey, coach! that worked. That really worked, you know? And so where we get around and I would just give them, you know, a little bit of advice, but not that much. Cause I, I, for me at that age, I think you learn by doing, I think probably learn by doing it at any age. Right. So what I did was I, I started to gain their trust in that morning thing. So I don't, I don't want to carry too long, but I gained their trust. I developed a relationship and I, I established myself as credible. Right. And I think when you're when you're building a program, lucky for me, I had those opportunities. I think those are, are three things that you, you must have if you are going to build a program. You you got to have uh, good communication and build those relationships. You got to have trust, and they have to believe in you. The more and more I talk about coaches about this, it's like it, yeah, if you're going to convince them to go. <laughs> To storm Normandy, you got to convince them that it's a cause that, that's worth fighting for. And it's similar. I'm not comparing basketball to D-Day, but I am kind of. But, <laughs> but, but, but it's similar in the sense that if you want them to storm the beach, they have to be wanting to fight for you. And it's yep. in the only way they're going to do that is they love you and they, there's that relationship. And that, that's an underlying toe that 
over the last month and a half that I've seen, and I've always thought this anyway, that um, it's about relationship building. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it is. But I had to learn that. I had to you learn do. that through uh, trial and error. Um, because that was not the way I was coached. <laughs> no. And, and the thing is, when you're young, you tend to think it's more about the X's and O's. And can yeah. I run this specific offense and that kind of stuff? And, you know, I, I've, I've said this on a couple of podcasts this month. It's like I, I used to think it was 80-20, 80%, you know, coaching and 20%, you know, relationships. I think it's the other way. Yeah, I think it's 20% the X's and O's. I agree. And then it's 80% of do they believe what you're selling them? Because if mm-hmm. they don't believe what you're selling them, it doesn't matter. You're not going to win the big one. You might win, but you're not going to win the ones you need to win. Um, I agree. And and that 80%, you know, are they going to stay late? Are they going to come early? Right. right. Are they going to work on their own? Are they going to study film when you're not around? Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you love it and you want to support us, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial as we talk. Subscribe, like, jump up and down, do whatever you got to do. Those Apple podcasts mean a lot to us. I read every one of them. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.